Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Budge, joined by my faithful two co-conspirators, Dot and Dej. Gents, how are we? Are we well? I'm good, Budge, man. Great stuff, man. How about you, Dej? You good? I'm good to go, bro. Looking forward to this one. 100%. Now, of course, we are in well-esteemed company, but before we introduce our guest, we need to remind you guys that you need to, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button right now on your screen. If you just look below, you can see a little thumbs up. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button and sign up to all notifications here on YouTube so that whenever we drop a new video, you're always the first to find out about it. Make sure you continue to support the TBG uh, brand. If you're not yet following us on Twitter, it's at podcast underscore TBG and on Instagram at pod underscore TBG. Now, we are joined uh, by a, a Premier League bagsman. Um, of course, uh, this this is a gentleman who who actually recently celebrated a huge milestone in his career of 150 career goals. Um, he's currently plying his trade at MK Dons, but we have seen him in the Premier League previously and also in the Championship, playing for Cardiff, for Birmingham, for Palace, and of course Derby. But I think fans will most uh, remember him most notably from his time at Stoke. And of course, for uh, Norwich City, we've seen him score all kinds of goals, long range rockets and bullet headers. <laughs> this is a, a, a man with the strength of an ox. I think there, there are certainly some comparisons to uh, Samson in, in, in the Bible with how, how strong this guy is. But um, having uh, cut his hair off recently, he still has maintained his strength. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we welcome Cameron Jerome to the platform. Welcome, Cameron. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Cameron. welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolute uh, pleasure, pleasure, man. Pleasure. 100%. Right, Dej, go, go ahead, man. Let, let, let's, get this, let's get this party started. <laughs> yeah, first of all, love for coming on, Cameron. Like You're someone that we've watched bag in the Premier League. I'm a Liverpool fan. I remember that rocket that you scored against um, Pepe Reina. But obviously now you're applying your trade at MK Dons. So why MK Dons? Because you're someone that's 
dined at the top table of English football. So it's sort of like humble for you to like drop down a few divisions and compete in League One. So, so why did you do that? Um, first of all, you know, with, with the pandemic and how everything affected football this this summer, just sort of gone with the uncertainty with with finances and you know people sort of not wanting to strengthen and commit too many bodies in their squad. So it was kind of an opportunity just to carry on playing football. I was playing out in Turkey. I uh, decided to come back after a couple of years there. Um, and obviously, having known the gaffer, I played with him at Norwich. Uh, I know exactly what he's about in terms of how he is as a man and the, and obviously how he was as a captain and things like that, a leader. So um, he just offered me an opportunity to come and play, be a part of something. You know, they're playing probably the best brand of football in that league, a brand of football that's probably never been played in that league before. Uh, so it's exciting. They've got a, got a lot of good, um, exciting, talented players in the squad. So he was just like, look, come here and sort of help out and be the one what everyone looks up to and lead by example. So I thought, you know, I didn't really have much other options at the time anyway. Um, so like you said earlier, like about, I'm humble enough to be able to drop down and just say, you know what, I've had, you know, a good career. I'm proud of all my achievements and where I've played and how long I've played for. So just go and enjoy yourself. Keep smiling, keep playing football. And that's ultimately, if you like football, you'll go and play anywhere. So yeah, that was sort true, of yeah. the thinking behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's you know what? this? I was just going to say, has this situation almost been like a reality check? Because I've spoken to a few contacts in the game and they're saying, look, people that are of the age of above 30 are struggling to get clubs. And it's almost like, listen, if you get offered, just take it because no one has money at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the money factor. I think the age factor has come into it uh, over the last couple of years. And it's mm-hmm. just everybody wants to, it's player trading, isn't it? Everybody's looking at getting a player younger, developing them, getting them exposure in the first team um, and then obviously selling them for a profit. That's what football's become. It's become quite analytical. So long are the days where uh, the older experienced heads are, are more, you, you know, they're sort of a commodity back in the day where like people go, you know what, I need experience for the span of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, you know, I mean, ultimately it's it's a case of that's that's done and dusted nowadays where, you know, back in the day, you know, managers would, would sort of would be only looking for players like that and have, you know, your young up-and-coming players um, to sort of lean on experienced pros for help and guidance sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, the, the pandemic definitely changed that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I, you know, there wasn't many takers, surprisingly. I mean, I, you know, for someone who's played over 600 games for 15 years, never really been injured, there wasn't many people going, yeah, we'll definitely take him. There was a lot of people going, yeah, we'll wait and see and hang on, but, you know, time waits for no man. So if you want to go continue playing, then, you know, like you say, let's go somewhere where what's going to make you happy and let's go and enjoy yourself. 100%. You know what, uh, Cameron, a little a little while back, you, um, you, you, you kind of alluded to it in terms of um, one of the reasons, be it like, that you decided to, to join MK Dons was, of course, your, your relationship with a gaffer. Um, of course, you guys played together back in your time at, at Norwich. And I guess I wanted to understand, like, how how you manage and navigate the change in dynamic because before you guys were just teammates playing on the same team now that's your gaffer right so ultimately you're answerable to him so is that is that a different dynamic to kind of navigate a, a, a around uh yeah and no I mean obviously it, it changes the dynamic definitely but the friendship still remains and the trust and the the sort of law, it still remains. So um, it's just, it, it's, it, it was different at first. Yeah, I've got to admit, you know, that like coming in and going, wow, gaffer. And like everybody um, played with him at MK Dons because a lot of the lot of the current squad sort of, he sort of finished playing there and then transitioned into being a manager. So like a lot of people still called him by his first name. And I was just like, 
nah, you need to respect him, man. You can't like just call, <laughs> call him Russell. You know what I mean? You can't just call him Russ. You got to be calling him Gaffer or Boss or or yeah. something. You know what I mean? So um, no, nah, definitely the the, the 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 dynamics definitely shifted slightly. Yeah, but um, it was strange at first, but you you just kind of get used to it, sort of thing. Mm. Don't you think that's how the game has changed? You know, players see their managers as friends now, and you know we see Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool hugging his friend. Um, he's you know players after the game and we see Pep Guardiola coaching his players after the game don't you think the game has changed towards more my manager is my friend yes I respect him as my manager but I want to have that relationship with him totally 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 and I think like you said the relationship side of things have definitely come into play a little bit more where managers have become more approachable the man management skills become a little bit more important in the game rather than being that sort of strict um that strict head of authority where, you know, you answer to him only sort of thing or, you know, you answer when you're spoken to sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the traits of a top manager is being approachable. And like you say, you see some of the best managers, you know, Klopp and, you know, um, Guardiola, these guys, they're, you know, they're so passionate and so animated with the, with the players. And it's just like a bond, you know, you can't sort of beat having that love for each other, you know, and respect. And it's just, you know, it is a, it's a mutual thing. It's a mutual respect. And I think that's, you know, if you look at how some of the best players in the world are handled, you know, it's it's that sort of that mutual bond what the player and coach or the player and manager has. And, you know, it, it just flourishes. Oh, for sure. And Cameron, like your fainer form, 15 goals and 58, you know, games is, is a madness. You're putting up the numbers. How have you had to adapt your game because I remember you bursting onto the scene, you know, energy, pressing, running in behind, harrying defenders. But I've watched some of your goals now and it's more about using your mind, anticipating where the ball's going to be. So what kind of things have you done to sort of broaden your knowledge in terms of football? Um, I guess that sort of comes with age and experience. I think you sort of um, I still play. I, the, the press and energy is still there, by the way. You, you're doing me a, a disjustice there, man. You're making no, I'm, I'm trying to fight for the. I'm trying to fight for the oldies out here, and you're like, yeah, you know, your, your game is changing. I thought you was going to say I've seen you. I thought you were going to say I've seen you. you, you you're not slowed down. You're not lost any of that pace. Or any of that you haven't. You haven't. Nah, now nah, it's nah. much. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, I just think it comes with experience. You know, you just. The way we play as well suits my game perfectly. Like you say, some of the goals and chances what I've had this year have just been from, you know, obviously being in the right place at the right time and just anticipating, um, you know, like you say, where the ball is going to be and just and just being there to finish the the, the, the attacks off sort of thing. But um, I think it definitely comes with age. Like you say, you know, you just you know you you've been, you've trod that path before, so you just like you know these are the places to be. And, you know, that's obviously shows, you know, your experience and your knowledge of football, you know, where, you know, you can't teach that, I think. And some of the best players, you know, some of the best players in the Premier League who you've seen throughout the years, you know, your Teddy Sheridan's people, like, he never had a yard of pace, Teddy, but he was one of the best guys that been in the right place at the right time with the calmness. You know, Darren Bent was another example of that where he was, you know, Darren had all his attributes and strengths anyway, but he was just had that knack of being in the right place at the right time. And he was, he was amazing at it, you know, Defoe, people like that. And, you know, all these strikers you sort of, you know, you've seen throughout the years who have just had the habit of being in the right place. And, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive strength. And if you can, you know, sort of adopt that and put that in your game with everything else you bring to the table, then, you know, you're always going to have a chance, aren't you? Definitely. Yeah. 100%. You know what, um, Cameron, just just then you were obviously talking about longevity and you mentioned, you know, some of the, some of the players that we've, we've had a chance and, and the privilege to see play for and have such long and extended careers. And, 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 and 
in in your case, you obviously have had a very long career, played loads of games. Obviously, we 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 laughed and joked about you know the the whole element of you know be you being so strong and you being so ever present. Um, what what I would be under, keen to understand is like how like have have you done anything off the field to help um, elongate your your career? Um, because uh, this is actually a question that we also asked Jermaine Defoe, funnily enough, when we spoke to him on our, on our platform. And he spoke about the fact that, you know, he, he, he always sort of looks after himself. He, you know, he's, he, um, it, it, it was sort of well known that he had like a vegan, the vegan diet. Um, and then he also mentioned that he, he would in the off season before preseason would start, there was, there was a, like a strength and conditioning person that he would go to see. Um, to get him ready for preseason and stuff like that. So I, I wonder if if there is anything that you've done in your career um, similar to that and off the field that has helped you stay injury free and, and 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 stay in such good shape. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you, like you know, you mentioned there about Jermaine. He's still playing and he's you know you still see him scoring and winning winning trophies up at Rangers. So it's I think it's football's changed from you know this the stereotypical footballer 15, 20 years ago to the modern day footballer now what's in shape all year round you know you see some of these top top players you know they're they're scary athletes you know they're playing international games in the summer they're playing you know club friendlies just after the off season and straight away in pre-season and you know you you can't afford to rest if you want to remain competitive and remain at a top level then you've got to commit something and dedicate something off the field as well as on the field so you know all your little extra things and you know your supplements you take and you know I've always had a you know a, a quite a a good knack of getting, you know, myself sorted in terms of supplements. Can I, can I do that? Can I rest properly? Can I recover properly? Can I have all the, the things what you need to rest and recover at home with all the gadgets and, you know, all the latest things? What are, you know, it's technology really, isn't it? Because it mm. it's the world changes yearly, so you've got to keep up with the times. Same as an athlete, you know, you've got to have the best of, of everything to to remain at that, you know, that top level. And I've I've sort of done that throughout my career. I've always invested in myself, invested in things what I can use and help me recover and rest and, you know, ultimately get better, get fitter, get stronger, you know, make sure you're coming back to preseason in shape to to have a preseason because, you know, hard work's hard work whether you're fit or unfit. So, you know, if you go away for six weeks and come back, it's just going to be more difficult, you know, but if you go away and you train a little bit and you keep yourself, you know, ticking over, then it's going to be easier on your body when it comes to doing mm. the preseason. So, yeah, you, you know, you, you hear about a lot of players doing that nowadays and, you know, I'm no different to those. I'd put myself in that category where I've always, you know, managed to, you know, touch look, touch wood, you know, but look, I've not really had many, many injuries and I've always sort of been available for games and I've, I've dedicated myself and, you know, I take pride in what I do off the field as well in terms of helping myself be available for training and games and things like that. Yeah, so Cameron, you're 34 years young. Are you trying like to play? In- <laughs> 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 what? So, like, how long more are you looking to play for? Is there a target in mind, or you're just going to keep going as long as the body allows you to? Yeah, I think you know, my head. I always said when I first started out, once I made it a pro after a couple of seasons, if I got to 35, I'd be you know over the moon. That was sort of the milestone age where everybody sort of targeted. Um, I just don't know the way football is at the minute, you know, who knows, you know, who knows if there's going to be any takers in it next year, you know what I mean? People might look at you and go, well, yeah, it's 34 and the question might start coming out again. So I don't feel like I've got anything to prove to anyone at all, but um, just for my personal level, I think I'd, I'd like to keep going as long as possible, you know, as long as I feel right in my body and my mind. I think it's more, you know, my mind will probably give up before my body, to be honest with you, because my body doesn't seem to 
having the effects of slowing down or feeling sort of, you know what I mean? So I think it's probably a mind, man. I think they both just come, it comes a time, doesn't it? You know, you hear all the pros talking about the time when they're new in their head, you know, that's me, you know what I mean? So I think when that time approaches, hopefully it's not within the next couple of years, but when that time approaches, I think, you know, um, I'll know and I'll, I'll probably be honest with myself and say, you know, I've had a good inning. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what's on the other side, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Definitely. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, talking about you know proving yourself, you're a player that had to make that step up from Championship to Premier League, and we've seen it even this season. Patrick Bamford, you know, came from the Championship, and I remember at the time he was who he, he was almost made a laughing stock. People were saying, "Oh, Bamford, he's not going to make the step up to the Premier League." Do you see how many chances he missed in in the Championship? He should have scored thirty goals. So how difficult is it to make that transition from a championship goal scorer to a Premier League goal scorer? Um, yeah, it is quite difficult, but it's all relevant to the, the team you're playing in, I guess, as well. Because, you know, ultimately, as a forward, you're always reliant on the service and the players around you. So, you know, nobody's going to get the ball from the goalkeeper, dribble past 10 men and score this. So you're always dependent on the team you're in. Um, so nowadays you're seeing players doing it more easily I'd say like, you know, people like Ollie Watkins, Patrick Bamford, like you mentioned there, because they're playing in good teams. Teams are coming up now from the championship with good players, you know, really good mm-hmm. players, really good teams playing. A, they're not trying to just survive. People are trying to compete, you know, going, you know what, we're going to go. You see Man City got a Leeds. I mean, Leeds got a Man City and, mm-hmm. and turn them over the weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not seeing people go there and camp the bus like it used to be like 4-5-1. We're going to play <laughs> five defenders. <laughs> you know, like f- five central midfielders across the across the middle and one guy running his nuts off up front. And then, you know, he's just he's holding up balls and winning fouls and Ah, people are going there and playing expansive good football football's changed it's you know it's come a different cycle so um you know i'm not surprised these boys are making they're good players anyway don't get me wrong you know both the guys who alluded to ivan tony is the next one to make the step yeah. hopefully with brentford or without brentford for him personally somebody I, I, I look and admire from afar so you know i look at it and i think there's these similarities in terms of the level but ultimately you know if the player's got ability and he's playing in, in a team what's you know attacking and making chances those, those score goals it's the same like you know you look in the Premier League these players have missed chances week in week out for established Premier League teams so I think it's quite you're quite judged you know you're quite harshly judged at, at times you know just because of the a stigma of you've you know played play the trade in the, in the championship and it's mm. the, the first time you've been in the Premier League so you, you're sort of an unknown quantity until you sort of become a a household figure as such then you know people sort of lay off you and relax a little but bit you know of, I mean? how difficult is it to manage that because armchair fans like myself will come out and criticize a player and be like look he's not premier league level he's championship level <laughs> so like do you listen to that noise does that noise get to you or you just block it out as a player um I, you, you know i think you sort of hear it because it's there i mean it's difficult not to not to sort of ignore it, but um, you know, I think this, the stronger, the stronger-minded individuals tend to sort of just believe in themselves a little bit more and just keep going. You know what I mean? Regardless of you know, um, praise one week or criticism the next. So, um, and you know, obviously, it doesn't help with the social media platforms and things like that nowadays. So, um, I mean, it, it probably is even more difficult nowadays mm-hmm. in terms of the scrutiny people are under. But you know, like you say, the the average football fan will probably be a bit more critical than people who uh, in and around football. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. But yeah, you just got to be strong and just got, you know, you just believe in your ability, believe in yourself, back yourself. You're there for a reason, you know what I mean? And that's the ultimate thing. You're there because somebody's paid money for you to be there and pays money for you to play. 
every week. So regardless of what, you know, Dave down the road thinks of you, you know, it's irrelevant, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Do you know what, um, Cameron? Dot Dot's question there teed up my 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 next question perfectly because what I was going to ask you is generally if you felt that um, clubs should be shopping more in 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 lower leagues, um, and that is clubs in the Premier League, for example, um, because we've got so many examples of players that have made that step up. Um, to the, to the elite level in the Premier League and have, you know, hit the ground running and, and done really, really well. You know, recently we we know Deli Ali's made that step up from coming from MK Dons to Spurs. Of course, you, you'd be very familiar with James Madison, you you know, in, in, in your last year at, at Norwich, he, he was there and I think he got 15 odd goals in, in 50 appearances. Um you know, and and now after moving on to, to Leicester, he's you know he's he's lighting things up in the Premier League. So so do do you do you feel that you know more Premier League clubs should be looking to the lower leagues to, in terms of their recruitment in, in in this current climate? Yeah, I think I think they will be. I mean, obviously the Brexit thing is a game changer in terms of younger English players because they're going to become such a commodity in terms of the fact that people can't go out and buy the best French and best Italian mm. and best Spanish players nowadays so they've got to shop at home so that's only going to want mean one thing inflation on the young English market so um, it's a good thing for these guys because they're going to get an opportunity to to maybe be looked at when maybe they might not have been taken into consideration who knows but like you said there's been a pathway certainly over the last you know five years or so where players have plowed the trade you know league one and made a step to the championship, then you know excelled then, and then gone to the Premier League, and then excelled again. But like you say, um, players with ability, you put them in the right team, and they can flourish anyway. You know, like James Madison's one, Dele is another. You know, you, you know, you can probably dig out 10, 10 names if you, you know you've got a couple of minutes to really think about it. But um, yeah, I think clubs are looking further down the field and further down the leagues, and it'll, it'll, you know, there'll be one or two more rough diamonds who were unearthed, you know, going forward. You know, you look at the Ezra concert, Aston Villa, yeah. the centre-half, brilliant player for me. You know, he's at Brentford. And, you know, you look at um, another example, who's the, the player, at the, the, the full-back at Leicester, uh, James Justin, who's at, yeah. at Luton. You know, went yeah. up with Luton from League One to um, the Championship. And then, you know, Leicester took him and, you know, he's, he's knocking on the door of England, you know what I mean? So there's, there's the players out there. I think it's just, you know, sometimes the clubs have just got to have that, you know, a little bit more trust and. Mm. you know there's a, there's a pathway there definitely 100% you guys see it you know you can you yeah. know football you see the yeah. pathway there's players there yeah Cameron I know we're a bit pressed for time but I think it'll be a bit remiss for me not to ask you I think <laughs> recently we just saw some breaking news regarding the racism charge of the Slavia Prague player he got banned 10 games for the racist incident with Glenn Kamara and Glenn Kamara got banned 3 games for reacting to racism. It seems that UEFA have missed, you know, an open goal in terms of making a stand against racism. What's your view on it? To be honest with you, I didn't know the outcome of, of the charges, but, uh, you know, I'm, if, you know, he's been found guilty of racist behaviour, then absolutely 10 games is 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 the benchmark, like you say, but it's a little bit disappointing to, to hear that, you know, somebody gets three games on the back of reaction. You know, that's not what we're trying to achieve here. And, you know, probably a lot... A lot of people would be amused with that sort of outcome, but you know you can't look past the ten games. I guess is a is probably a benchmark, you know, in terms of you know the sanction. Do you think that's enough of a deterrent, though? Do you think that's good enough punishment? I think it's or? a starting point because I don't think I've. I, I mean, I think it was Luis Luis Suarez got seven games, was it for the for the everything? So ten is seven games. 
tens it's it's a start anyway it's a start and if he's if he's been found guilty for it then he deserves it you know he deserves all the punishment he's going to get but i think uefa and, and fifa can set the president by by handing out these sanctions not just the players it's easy to sanction a player like that but when clubs yeah. do it and, and fans do it then you know you don't you don't sort of see them doing it against clubs and fans and nations and stuff like that it seems to be little slaps on the wrists and fines that's my big sort of beef with, with the with the whole racism thing where I think there needs to be sort of a rule in place where this is the mandatory, you know, standard procedure we go mm. down. And any other maybe if there's a different example or a different case, you, you take every case differently. But there has to be a sort of minimum sort of ruling where we go, right, if if you are found guilty of it, obviously of course, then this is, you know, we're gonna reprimand you properly. You know what I mean? Not this not, you know, what we've seen in the past where the sanctions haven't been good enough. So um no, it's a start. It's positive news from obviously for somebody who who's a big advocate against, you know, racial discrimination and discrimination of all kinds. Um so yeah, I'd like to see more more of that in terms of uh, you know, guilty parties being being handed down severe punishments. So if you were racially abused on a football field, what would your reaction be? Uh, I'd be sad. I'd really be sad if, in this day and age, somebody abused me, another player. I'd be really sad, you know. And uh, yeah, I'd be disappointed that you know somebody would treat and speak to me in that manner. You know, I just think these we're in twenty twenty one. It's such a diverse world now. Mm. Then you know, racism has always been there from from day what day dot to to now. But you know, it's slowly you know going away. But sometimes you can't you know change you know somebody's mindset. You know. Of of you know somebody who's going to be discriminating one over for whatever reason you can't you know you can't change that and people talk about this education and this nonsense it's nonsense education is nonsense because people know the difference between right and wrong so mm. you know if I went to the shop and stole something then said oh sorry I didn't mean to steal it um, would I go to jail or would I say oh no actually educate me educate me on the rights and wrongs of of theft you know I know I know right right. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown mm-hmm. man. I know the, the rules of the law, so you know these sort of things. What this make me laugh when I when I hear hear people trying to say about education and stuff. Like that. It's not it's not about education, you know. So, Cameron, if, if you were the UEFA president and you were in charge of making the rules and procedures for racism, if you had a three point plan to eradicate it from our sport, what would it be? If I had a three point plan, I'd put rules in place for. Uh, sanctions for players if a case of racism was found guilty uh, I'd put a plan in place for clubs if supporters was found mm-hmm. guilty and for nations that's the three 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 things because it either comes from a nation you know uh, you know you've seen England go to many places in Europe and, and some of their players be abused uh, teams and you know if a player was playing for a particular team like you said the Slavia Prague they should be kicked out of Europe it happened in yeah. the European competition kicked out of Europe whatever they do in their own um, league domestically is up to their federation but as a Europe Europe, Europe you know UEFA competition mm-hmm. you're kicked out and you're banned for, you know you're banned if if you find guilty you know these 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 sanctions have to be stronger so then it, it's a deterrent against people wanting to say it even if they believe it you can believe what you want in your own mind that's your mind to believe it but whether you say it or not you know is another thing yeah, 100%, 100%. Now, I know uh, we, are, we are a bit pressed for time, Cameron, so we're going we're, we're gonna to wrap up. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. 
Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.